I'm George Faust. And I'm Madeline Adams. And this is Inside Cajun Nation. KLFY presents Inside Cajun Nation. Sponsored by Dudley DeBosier, official injury lawyers of the Louisiana Rage and Cajuns. Hi, hello, and welcome to Inside Cajun Nation. I'm George Faust. Madeline Adams will join us with an Olympic report on another former Raging Cajun in just a bit. On tonight's show, we'll chat with former Cajun great quarterback Brian Mitchell about football and the Cajun shot against Texas. And later, a conversation with head baseball coach Matt Deggs. He's added a new coach in Seth Thibodeau. Reportedly, he's coming from Nichols, and two coaches have left, Jeremy Talbot and B.J. Ryan. He'll explain coming up. But first, Acadiana feels like Olympic Central. Most athletes only dream of making the Olympics. For trampoline gymnast Nicole Ossinger, that dream became a reality twice. She earned her second trip to the Olympics after her performance at the Olympic trials in St. Louis on June 25th. And immediately when I saluted, I got tears in my eyes because I just knew that I had done it. And I turned to my coach and Dimitri says, congratulations, Nicole, you did it. And that's when the like tears started flowing. I was crying. And she wasn't the only one crying. Her biggest supporters were in the stands rooting her on as she became the first trampoline gymnast to represent the U.S. in back-to-back -back Olympic Games since 2004. They recorded themselves watching and my mom's crying, holding, counting my routine. And the minute I did it, everybody, you can see everybody just crying. It was, it was so amazing. Her parents, Michelle and Steven Ossinger, have been on this journey with Nicole since she first started trampoline when she was three years old. I really wouldn't be where I am. I would not be a two-time Olympian. Even with the best coach ever, I still wouldn't be where I am without my mom and dad. The San Diego native moved to Lafayette when she was 16 to pursue her Olympic dreams and train with trampoline and tumbling express coach Dimitri Polarouche. Even when I moved here, I knew that this was the best decision of my entire life. He really knows how to coach an athlete. He is so adaptable among like all the different athletes he coaches. And I think that's what makes him a really good coach is that he just knows how to coach me. It's been five years since she last competed in the Olympics and Ossinger says she feels the extra year of training will pay off. Going into this Olympic games that I'm, I'm just so prepared and I feel like I'm right up there. I'm in the same caliber as all those girls that I really do have a great shot at finaling and even meddling. Earning a spot on the podium would earn the U.S. its first medal in trampoline gymnastics since the competition was introduced to the Olympics in 2000. Just to represent my country, not just to represent Team USA, I mean to represent Trampoline and Tumbling Express, my family, Lafayette, Louisiana. I just think all of that all around would be so incredible to be able to put a medal around my neck. For Caleb White Houston Sports, I'm Madeline Adams. Now, Ossinger leaves for Tokyo on July 20th, and she will compete on the 29th. Now, Nicole and former Raging Cajun Morgan Lele are two young ladies headed to Tokyo at two of the four local Olympians in this year's events. On the men's side of the pole vault competition, one of the most heralded pole vaulters in the world, Mondo Duplantis, will be in the Summer Games. He'll compete for Sweden, but prepped at Lafayette High and competed at LSU in college. The U.S. trampoline team has those two slots, one for the men's, one for the women's. Alexei Shostak is the other male training 
in Lafayette, and he will be in the Olympics as well. Now, you can get all your Japan 2020 coverage on our website, klfy.com. You just click on the Olympics section and check it out. We are going to be back right after this on Inside Cajun Nation. 90 seconds. You don't want to go away. This portion of Cajun Nation is brought to you by Lafayette Coca-Cola Bottling. Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation, everyone. George Faust alongside Brian Mitchell, the Raging Cajun great, the quarterback. I, I, I don't want to make you feel old, but when I was in high school, actually in grammar school, I used to go watch Tulane play because wow. I grew up in New Orleans, okay. and you were the quarterback, and it was, a, it was a ton of fun to watch. I mean, you were running all over them I back in fun. the day. I, I tried to have a lot of fun. You know, that was those good games. Went down to the Superdome and yeah. Tulane, and uh, when we played them, USL at the time, but yep. UL now, and yep. it, it was fun, you know, and I always felt like those big, big stages like that is where you have to play your best football. That's right. Not, that, Tulane didn't draw a lot. That's, that's how it was so easy for us little kids to get tickets. But uh, it was a lot of fun to watch you play for sure. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the Raging Cajuns and their football program. Obviously, last season they finished 15th in the country. Pretty impressive uh, stature to get to, to this program to that point. Just your general uh kind of thoughts about the Cajuns and where they're at as a program? Well, I'm, I'm happy. You know, I've been up there in the D.C. area, and when you start talking with the – one thing about pro football, you get in the locker room, and it's always about your college. And it, there were those years that went past, and you can't brag a lot. But over the last few years, you know, I still am good friends with a lot of guys, and they have given me a lot of bragging rights. You know, I get to watch them on TV a good bit now. When they started getting ranked in the top 25 and things of that nature, it makes you proud. You know, it's uh, – you know, I came here in 1986 and felt that we wanted to start something that can be something big. And Coach Napier has come in here now, and they really are playing some great football now. So I'm hoping this year they go out and just hit the ground running like they did last year. Yeah, it's, it's been impressive to watch. Do you think, like, it, uh, this just popped into my head, if you were playing quarterback now, uh, would you have an opportunity to play as a starter? In the league? Yeah. I, I think I could have, you know, yeah. but the whole thing about me, like I've always told people I'm a football player, yeah. you know, and uh, the way it was back then, they wasn't looking at the shortest at your quarterback, but you know, I've always played football, you know, whether I run the ball or not. I got to the NFL, I never returned a punt or kick in my life. Over 23,000 yards later, <laughs> I did that. The whole thing about it is once you get a job, you got to invest yourself into it. And uh, I think having that foundation here, Coach Nelson Stokely and David Culley, Don Jones, those guys that really believed in me, allowed me to go out there when I got on the bigger stage, not to be afraid of anything. And I think that's the thing about guys now, with Levi leading this way, leading the way, and you got Coach Napier in here, Troy Winger, who's my center, is still around doing some great things. You don't get afraid or intimidated when you get out there because UL is not about just little football. We're big time football now. And when you step on the big stage, you make sure people understand you're here to, you know, you're forced to be reckoned with. I'm interested to know what you think about this college football playoff that they're talking about 12. It, it, it was 12, 12 teams in and conceivably last year, the Cajuns might have been in that spot, in that 12 spot. So if you look at it, they might have had an opportunity to play for a national championship with regard. I, I mean, how, how, are you are you uh, 
is, does that blow your mind a little bit or not really because well, you know, it, it's just the way things are changing? It's the way things are changing, and I think it should have been like that a long time ago because this thing is about any given Sunday. Yeah. You know, you look at the way the Kansas City Chiefs played throughout the year, and all of a sudden they got in the Super Bowl against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay had the best defense that day, and they shut them down. You know, I just think that that can happen at any time in college football as well. We watch it every year in the NCAAs with, the, uh, with basketball. We watch a small team come in and knock off some big team. That could happen anywhere else. You know, and I just think, you know, you should give more than just four people an opportunity, four people a try, because it's not just about the big five conferences. It's about everybody out there, and you have to be better than me on that day. And if you're not and I beat you, then, hey, I move on. You go home. Perfect segue to my next question about the Cajuns kind of putting themselves out there a year ago when they beat Iowa State at Iowa State. That was an impressive win. This year they go to Texas. They're going to have a little bit of a – I think that's a little bit more of a challenge. Even though Iowa State was a quality team and and a good team, the the allure of Texas is there as well. It's going to be packed. Kind of your idea, what do you think of that game? That's going to be fun to watch. I would be chomping at the bit because – you're not playing against the, the aura. Yeah. Texas aura left a long time ago. That's, they better be better than the Cajuns on that Saturday if they want to win. Because one thing I've learned about this football team under Coach Napier, they are not afraid. They come to play. You watch them from the moment they're off. I played with one of the quarterbacks today, okay, uh, Dale. And I played with him today. I played golf with him. And that guy, basically, the way he's talking, he has a belief system now. That coach has these guys believing that it's not a school out there you can't beat. They are starting their off-season program. They're running. They're going up hills, down hills, and doing everything. And they're working on it night and night. Just like I'll tell these kids out here today, you know, you don't wait till the game to become that star or become that champion. You do that throughout the off-season. Every day you go out and everything you do, you're trying to build for something. And I think that's exactly what that team is doing right now. I think we got to a point where we were happy to be like the stepchild. But Coach Napier is coming here with a mindset to say, you know what, kick down the door. You could be whatever you want to be. Two questions left for you. Mm-hmm. Are you surprised that Napier stuck around? Uh, a lot of big SEC schools coming after him. Are you surprised he stuck around? You know what, I'm not surprised because of this area. I tell people all everywhere I go, this Lafayette area, these people here are genuine, they take care of you. And even they, they compete when it comes down to giving you money as well. <laughs> and I think that's the ultimate thing. You know, when you hear about the down-home Southern appeal, it is right here. And I think that's why he stayed around, because he sees what he's building. I remember when my dad told me, you know, he said, you can go to Nebraska, Oklahoma, any one of those schools. He said, they have something set. He said, but you can also go to another school and establish something and be a beginning of something. And Coach Napier may be having that same mindset that I had when I came here in 1986. And I'm not saying this. I'm just telling you what Donnie Wallace told me. He's a better golfer than you. I don't know. Nah, he did, well, actually, he didn't really tell me that. in town, Don seems to want to go out of town because he don't want to see me on the golf course anymore. <laughs> now, that's my big bro. He got me into golf, and uh, he knows I'm the most competitive person in the world. So once you get me into something, my next goal is to beat you. <laughs> well, that's good. He didn't actually say that. I just know that you guys are friends. Oh, and- that's <laughs> Brian Mitchell, thanks Appreciate so much you, for your time. Thank Appreciate you. you. Right. And uh, we'll be back on Inside Cajun Nation. Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation, everybody. George Faust, pleased to be joined by the head baseball coach for the Raging Cajuns. It's Coach Matt Deggs. And, Coach, thanks for some time. Appreciate you. And uh, how are things going right now? 
You bet. Appreciate it. Good to see you, George. Uh, it's going great, man. Just a lot of recruiting, hot and heavy. It's that time of year. And, and uh, you know, the crazy part about baseball is just ever-changing right now, especially college baseball and with this transfer portal. And, you know, I don't know that your team is ever truly set. And then they push the draft back. And, and so we don't start the draft until Sunday. Uh, which is about a month later than normal. And then kids have until I think August 15th to decide if they want to take it or not. So uh, it's a, it's a crazy time man. a lot of uh, flux, but I kind of like it. It's uh, you know, you got a chance to add some good players uh, in a time of year that you might not normally be able to. And it's kind of funny because, you know, the season ends, it, it, it doesn't end the way you want it to. Uh, you guys wanted a shot uh, in that postseason, and, uh, you know, you, you got really kind of far in, in the Sunbelt tournament semifinals and, and weren't, weren't able to do it. Just kind of tell me about the year end and, uh, and how that went and uh, just your thoughts on the, on the season as it wrapped up. Uh, you know, it was uh, disappointing, obviously, the way we finished. And, and uh, I, I thought that we, we uh, you know, I don't know that we we got to the point that I think we could have gotten to this year. And that's disappointing. Uh, it was a solid season. We won our division, uh, obviously, and, and obviously played over 500 and had a chance to get into the championship game. We've got the win and run at second with no outs, and uh, they're in the ninth. And, and uh, that was kind of a, just a microcosm of our season. We just – we pitched it extremely well uh, – for the most part, we were rock solid on the mound. I think we've uh, got to continue to improve defensively. And then obviously at the plate, we just didn't, we didn't drive in enough runs. We didn't drive in enough big runs. Uh, and, and I think, you know, when you look back at the season, we didn't have a walk-off win. Uh, we got two out RBI. Uh, our opponents had more two out RBIs than us, which never happens. And uh, so those are areas that we need to address and continue to work to get better in. So the now now the season ends, you get all these guys that you know the seniors that 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 are leaving Brennan, and then other guys as well. Drake, all those those guys are kind of saying farewell and, and posting their things on Twitter. And I, I guess that's a new age, right? I mean that. Yeah, guys do that. And, and it's kind of like, oh, wait, he's leaving. And so uh, I know I, I kind of scour the Twitter, Twitter wire and try and figure out. Um, but some of those guys leave and, and now that creates new opportunity. Doesn't, I mean, it, it's 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 one thing to have a great player, but hey, that guy moves on. And then, hey, now now there's an opening for somebody to step up. Certainly, George. I mean. This is going to be a, it's it's a transition period, and if you think about it, we really and truly just uh, kind of finished our first year. I mean, you you get here and and uh, you know we 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 grieve coach and his passing, and then we get into the season just a little bit, and COVID hits, so it kind of pushes everything back a year, uh, and then go through the season that we just had. So we're still in the middle of a transition and getting our kind of guys in here and, and being able to truly do the things that we want to do and getting this program uh, back up and running to where it needs to be and, and even beyond. And so, uh, yeah, you're exactly right. There is a lot of opportunity. Nobody, you know, coming back or coming in has anything won or sewn up. Uh, we've got a long way to go to get 
to where we want to get to. Uh, that being said, I like what we've got coming in. I mean, on paper, it's it's uh, it's really really good, and I'm excited about it and ready to get to work. So, I, yeah, I saw saw a report yesterday uh, that some coaches are leaving, some coaches are coming back. Uh, is that factual? And and are you, are you uh, excited about a new addition? And and how does that uh, play into your season for next year? Well, I think BJ did a tremendous job in his time here. He's just in a tough situation with his family. Uh, yes, BJ's just in a tough spot, you know, with his family. He he loved it here. He did a great job. Uh, it was a tough spot. His family's in Benton, which is four hours away, and he's got two teenage girls, and uh, totally understand that. And then, uh, it's on the other side of things, you know, I just uh, felt like it was uh, it was time for us to head in a little bit different direction. And uh, so I like, uh, you know, I, I am just thrilled with with nothing's official yet, but thrilled with what we're going to be able to do uh, in that spot and and uh, really, really excited about it. Good stuff. And so um, when we come back, I'll, I'll, I'd like to ask you a little bit about Coach Robe. Obviously, the, the anniversary of his passing two years, uh, it came up. So we'll talk a little bit about that when we come back and and. Uh, and there may be a little more light, lighthearted stuff uh, with regards to uh, just maybe a little bit about the College World Series, kind of the way that worked out. And I'm sure you watched it. And then uh, just some other baseball stuff we'll, we'll, we'll chat about on the other side. Don't go, go, don't go anywhere. Inside Cajun Nation will return in 90 seconds. You're watching Inside Cajun Nation. Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation. George Faust, Matt Deggs there. He's the head coach of the Raging Cajuns. And just talking about the past season that was, what's upcoming. And, uh, and obviously, it, it, it's, a, it's an interesting time for, for, for a lot of Cajun faithful because we all uh, we, we mourn the loss of Coach Robe. Two years ago it happened, uh, about a, what, a week or so ago, two years ago, uh, if that makes sense. And uh, he, his passing and – uh, just, just kind of, I guess the your your thoughts about Coach Robe. Obviously, you've done this a lot and talk in talking about him, but he's such an impactful person, had such an impact on everybody he touched. I, I feel it necessary to get your thoughts about uh, the the anniversary. Yeah, it was. It's it's hard to believe that it's been two years. You know, July third and and uh, about a week ago, and. Uh, you know, it's 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 one of those deals you can say, man, that's uh, I can't believe it's two years. And then on the other hand, you go, golly, you know, that felt like it was yesterday or it feels like forever. You know, it's uh, I wish he was here. I wish he was sitting right next to me and, uh, you know, think about him every day. And, and what's amazing is the impact that he's had on so many other people as well that you don't even know. And I'll meet people and. Uh, they'll tell me, you know, how much they looked up to him or they watch his videos or he's been an inspiration to them. He's got them through a tough time. Uh, and it's just countless, the, the amount of people that you don't know or will come up to you and, and mention him or, or bring him up. And, uh, you know, we miss him, miss him dearly and, uh, you know, wish he was here. So, uh, like I said, I can't believe it's been two years. It's, uh, it's, it's kind of crazy. We talked a little bit about the players leaving and the new opportunities. Is there somebody that you're excited about maybe that when fall rolls around, you guys are like, hey, I, I'm looking forward to watching this guy grow? 
Well, I mean, obviously, TR, if we can get him back on campus, uh, you know, we're going to have to cross that draft bridge here uh, over the next week. And, uh, you know, between Connor Cook and Spence Arigetti and, and TR and Bobby Lede and Jacob Schultz and possibly Tally. And, uh, you know, so there's several key guys. Uh, I'm excited about all the guys that, that we're bringing back. And uh, I think uh, it's going to be fun to see Hayden Dirk and, and Chipper Menard again, you know, uh, this time as sophomores and Roccaforte. And, and uh, you know, I think Bobby's going to be that much better. And, and, you know, hopefully we can get him back here. And, and so I'm excited about the pieces that are returning. Uh, and then we've got some good dudes coming in, a lot of guys that have won at a high level. Jake Hammond that just won the national championship there at LSU. He was, I think, through close to seven innings in the championship game. A kid named Colby Smelly. Coach, uh, real quick as we wrap this up, uh, the College World Series just kind of finished up, and obviously Mississippi State gets the win. Uh, that's it's against Vandy, it, you know, two SEC schools going at it, two teams from the South that, you know, People around here who love college baseball kind of are familiar with uh, their legacies and stuff like that. But uh, interesting, interesting series, right? I mean, it was all the games seemed to be kind of, I don't want to say, I guess they were a little bit of a blowout, but Vandy won the first game pretty big and then Mississippi State won the next two pretty big. Uh, is that is that a little bit of a surprise that, that that's how it worked out? Not really. I think, uh, you know, we played Mississippi State earlier in the year in Starkville and and we lost four to nothing and, and kind of gave them some stuff. I think we actually out hit them like seven to four or something. Uh, but I, I gathered the team up after the game and I, I told them I, after seeing them, I, I said, guys, I want you to know that's the, the best team I've seen in a few years. And I said, that's the most well-balanced, well-rounded uh, competitive team that I've seen in a while. In fact, that's a team you could model yourself after. Those were kind of my exact words. And uh, just because of the way they played together, they could really pitch. I mean, really pitch. And uh, they were deep on the mound. They could really defend and they could run. And more than anything, they put the ball in play on command. Uh, so runner, third base, one out, two, two count. They're going to put the ball in play. And I knew there would be a handful to be dealt with. Uh, I think everyone got cheated, though, uh, the way North Carolina State had to go out. Uh, because there's also something to be said for a team that's that hot. And they had already passed the test in, in Fayetteville. Uh, and so once they did that, they knew, you know, they were a team of destiny and, and they're sitting there 2-0. and uh, Unfortunately, it's just kind of the state of things right now. Uh, they get hit with the COVID and, and uh, that's that. And so it's unfortunate that we didn't get to see them square up with Mississippi State. Thanks for your time, man. Appreciate yep. you. And, uh, yep. and we look forward to chatting with you in the future. That's going to do it for Inside Cajun Nation. Hope you guys have a great evening, have a great week, and we'll see you next time right here on Inside Cajun Nation.